You are listening to Radio Maria Canada. We now present the Health Hub, hosted by Kathy Biasi. everyone and welcome to the Health Hub. I'm Kathy Biasa, your host, and along with our producer Alex Diaz, we'd like to welcome you to the show this morning. How are you, Alex? Good, thank you. Good to be here, Kathy. Thank you. You look nice and red. Red becomes you. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's helpful that I'm wearing a red shirt. Yeah, but, yeah. and now you don't see the blushing that's going on I here know. either. Anyway, <laughs> but uh, thank you. Our show is being recorded today, everybody, so no opportunity for call-in. But as always, reach out to us on Instagram at the Health Hub RMC. You can hit me at Twitter at Kathy underscore Biasse. We are on Facebook at the Health Hub Radio Maria. And if you have questions or you need to contact our guest today, you can email us at thh at radiomaria.ca. We have a great show today, Alex, um, a guest I'm very excited to talk to because I think she's going to clear up the air when it comes to uh, meat products. And, you know, we've heard a lot on the news. If you go to restaurants, you know, things are flagged as antibiotic-free, hormone-free, and it can be a little confusing. Um, You know, sometimes when... People are talking about these things so much. You don't know if it's hype. You don't know if it's just a a ploy to sell things. So we have Cynthia Barreto with us today, and she is going to not only clear up some of the inconsistencies that go on with labeling our food, but she's going to really help us understand where our meat sources are coming from when it comes to her farming methods and their family farming methods. This is a family-owned farm, and I'll tell you about that in a second. But um, when I was going through my schooling, they actually used um, a clip from Beretta Farms as a teaching tool for us, and I found it fascinating how well the care for their animals, how pristine their farming methods are, and it really does show you how elevated their care with their farming methods goes and and to really understand sources in our food chain. And this goes beyond animals as well. I mean, we really should be looking to to, to really understanding where our food is coming from. But to, to see how this farm has, I remember picking up uh, back in the day, and maybe Cynthia will touch on this when we talk to her after, I remember ordering from them and picking up, they would drop their, their food off in a, in a little kiosk, and I'd go and pick it up and, and bring it home, and they've, they've totally evolved now into an online uh, food food line product where you can order online and have it delivered. So, you know, it's it, really convenient. Uh, very convenient and it's a testament to a how well the company is being run and b how well along they've come when it's come to 
spreading the word about the importance of understanding where your meat sources are coming from. So I, let me give you a brief introduction to Cynthia and, and her company. Her name is Cynthia Beretta. Cynthia and her husband, Mike, founded Beretta Farms in 1992. And Beretta Farms is a premium protein provider. The company focuses exclusively on providing highest quality antibiotic-free, organic and grass-fed beef, chicken, pork, turkey, and value-added items. Beretta Farms has provided families with healthy alternatives that not only taste better, but are better for you. And when we come back from our break, you are going to hear from Cynthia Beretta. Stay tuned. These times be tough with all the hatred and the violence All I'm looking for is a little bit of silence To be with you while I'm down on my knees Oh my God, I'm begging you please to Batter my heart, my three-person God Break down this old weary facade And show yourself, yeah, yeah Please show yourself in me Oh my God, oh my Savior Up above Hear my prayer, oh my God, oh my Savior, up above, please hear my prayer, oh. Crying out to my mother's Zion. Mother Mary comes to me, speaking words of wisdom. Soon you'll see, soon you will see. And then he comes like a still small voice, way deep down in my soul. And you show yourself, yeah, yeah. Yes, you show yourself in me. Oh my God, oh my Savior, up above, please hear my prayer. Oh my God, oh my Savior, up above, please hear my Let 
light shines in the darkness. You say that there be light, yeah. You say that there be light, yeah. You say that there be light in there is, and light shines in the darkness. You are listening to Radio Maria Canada. We now continue with the program, The Health Hub, hosted by Kathy Biasi. Welcome back to The Health Hub, everybody. And thank you again for joining us. This show today is being taped. So as I mentioned at the top of the hour, follow us on Instagram at The Health Hub RMC, Twitter at Kathy underscore Biasse. You can find us on Facebook at The Health Hub Radio Maria or email us at thh at radiomaria.ca. So again, our guest is Cynthia Beretta. Welcome to the show, Cynthia. Thank you, Kathy, for having me, and um, thank you, Alex, both of you. It's oh, a pleasure. It's our pleasure having you. I know you're a very busy lady, so we really appreciate you taking the hour out to spend with us, because it's important, I think. Oh. You know, I, I was just at a restaurant and uh, noticing that, well, of course, they've added all the calories to everything, so it makes you peruse the menus oh, even more. So, so unfortunate <laughs> that they've done that. Oh, it, it spoils a lot of things. <laughs> I was actually, I, I went to one restaurant, and I... I um, my favorite was this oatmeal. And I looked at the calorie count of the oatmeal that I ordered, and it was up there with an omelet. And I thought, wow, you know, and I'm, I'm in nutrition. So I was surprised at that. But, you know, also flagged are, you know, free range eggs, uh, antibiotic free chicken and stuff. So we're going to get into that maybe because I know that I get confused. Um, you know, how much is hype? How much is actually authentic? But why don't you give us a little bit of a history of your farm and what, you know, why, how did you get into, into farming in general? Well, that's a really loaded question, Kathy. It's funny. Uh, neither uh, myself or Michael come from a farming background, and we've actually been, we just celebrated our 25th, uh, I guess, business anniversary mm-hmm. of Beretta Farms. And so, you know, to for neither one of us coming from a farming background and to still be in this farming world and and the the world of the meat business 25 years later I think is a testament to well first Mike and I work like crazy and uh and and and, and a testament to sustainability you know um you know it's not easy in in any business to stay in business for 25 years let alone farming so how did Beretta start well you know my my parents are immigrants from Italy and I'm first generation Canadian and my mother always had a large garden when we were growing up, and I grew up helping her in that garden and grew up in the kitchen with her. And when I met Mike, and um, he had this, I don't know, dream from when he was a child to raise pigs. And so my parents lived on some acreage in um, just north of Toronto in um the the Tottenham area and he asked my dad if he could put some pigs in my dad's barn and well my dad's barn was used for storage not animals <laughs> and uh, so my father reluctantly I think said yes but I truly when I look back it was probably a ploy from Mike to have to have be able to see me on a daily basis you know, of course the Italian family and <laughs> 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 dating um, anyway so we we made the unfortunate mistake of naming those two first two pigs, Charlotte and Wilbur. And uh, when we did eventually take them to harvest, 
Uh, it's such a funny story, but it's an old song. Sarah McLaughlin came on the radio as we were dropping them off at this small provincial plant. I will remember you. <laughs> and I said to Mike, we can't name these animals anymore. This is too hard. So anyways, um, thank goodness, you know, we, um, you know, we were able to get past that. And Charlotte and Wilbur became the, the foundation of what Beretta Farms is today. And, uh, you know, when we started, it was all our friends and family that bought from us they uh you know were thought it was kind of a lark to see oh my gosh what are mike and cynthia doing uh, i was actually a financial planner with the bank of commerce had finished university in psychology and and mike was uh, actually a professional soccer player when i met him so neither one of us coming from a farming background but having this connection somehow to wanting to farm and and to the land and to to doing it as close to nature as possible. I mean, 25 years ago, you'd be pretty hard-pressed to find something that was certified organic or antibiotic-free or hormone-free or cage-free or any of the number of, as you mentioned, catchphrases that are out there and can, can be confusing for the customer. But we just knew, you know, we wanted to do something that was connected to farming and to doing it as, like I said, as natural as possible. Coincidentally, we started a family very young, uh, you know, got married, started having kids and, you know, starting to farm on our uh, on a very small scale. And just the thought of, you know, implanting our cattle with, you know, a hormone or feeding, putting antibiotics in the feed for the chickens or the pigs or the or the or the beef cattle that we were raising just was just such a foreign concept to us. And, and without having any preconceived notions of what farming should be, not having, you know, parents that perhaps might have influenced our decisions, um, we just kind of did what felt right. And um, so, we, we, you know, it was kind of, uh, we were doing what felt right, doing what we thought was right for our kids, and then thought, well, if we think this is the way to go, there must be other people and other young families who are interested as well. And so, it was actually, at the time, I want to say between 25 and 20 years ago, a movement, you know, kind of, you know, the food net or network was starting and chefs were getting really into, you know, finding out where their food was sourced. And, you know, we actually started out supplying restaurants in Toronto with our products, you know, for, at first on a small scale. And it was probably those first chefs that helped us continue to do what we were doing and then build on what we were doing. Um, and then as that business, you know, our 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 farm started to grow. I, I still I probably wouldn't say it was a business at the beginning. It was, you know, us still farming and delivering direct to consumers. Um, you know, it did start to grow and um, it started to expand to not only just friends and family, but then chefs and then people that, you know, were, were referrals from those chefs. And it, it just kind of, we were at the right place at the right time and, and working, you know, very hard to provide a, a um, a quality product that people wanted and that we were consistent with. Because if we couldn't be consistent with the product, you know, unfortunately, then chefs couldn't put it on the menu. And so that was kind of the the start of our growth was being able to create a supply that we could offer a consistent product to customers with. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say, you know, it grew. It really probably snowballed when Whole Foods came to to Toronto and to Canada in about 15 years ago, I want to say they opened up their doors in Yorkville. Um, and I think they kind of said, you know, to all the other retailers in Canada that this 
organic and natural business wasn't just a passing phase. This was something that, you know, people are wanting, people are becoming educated about and demanding, you know, to to see the ingredient decks, to know where their products are coming from and looking for clean ingredients and clean food. And so I think they kind of set the bar for all other retailers. And we started to supply them at, at right from the get-go of their opening. And um, they pushed us to be better at what we were doing because they had really, you know, strict policies in the U.S. and they were bringing those to Canada. And it just it pushed us to be an even better uh, supplier as well as not only the, being the ranchers that and farmers that we were. Well, so you started supplying to Whole Foods. Why Why is it important? You know, obviously you're, you've, you've hooked up with a more health conscious, uh, presumably more health conscious line. Why is it important that people understand that consuming antibiotic and hormone-free proteins are more beneficial to their health? Well, you know, I always struggle with that question um, because, you know, for every thing I'll say there's probably a, a conflicting conventional, um, you know, some sort of research that will conflict that, um, but, or, you know, so I think that the, the best thing that I can answer that with is, is what's not in your food. So if you're not consuming an antibiotic that's being fed to an animal, you're not consuming it or neither, and neither is your family. And so, you know, the cleaner that your food is, the better you're probably going to feel and the better your family is going to feel. So it's kind of like, you know, when you're eating, it's like eating a potato versus eating a bag of potato chips. Let's say you'd probably feel a lot better after eating a potato versus a bag of processed potato chips. Well, it's intuitive, isn't it? I mean, you really you, you can go to more into explaining this, but you're not just eating the, the, the product, the meat. You're also eating what that that animal has consumed all of its life. Absolutely. And, and so, you know, in the case of poultry, let's say, you know, uh, and well, not so much, you know, beef is a little bit later on when they start getting fed an antibiotic into their into their feed supply. But poultry, you know, they're fed an antibiotic from the moment those chicks can eat, you know, so that they don't get sick because their conventional poultry is raised in such confined areas that, you know, if, if sickness, if there's an outbreak of sickness, that whole flock will be affected very, very quickly. And so it just becomes, you know... Uh, you know, almost, you know, impossible to raise chickens that way without an antibiotic in their feed. Whereas if you're raising them in an organic and and, and antibiotic-free method, you know, there's far less chickens in the barn. There's more room for them to roam. There's access to outside, which, you know, so it's kind of, it's kind of when you're raising animals our way, you know, let's say organically or antibiotic-free, hormone-free in that sort of manner, it's not only what the animals are eating, it's also how those animals are reared, which also differs from a conventional perspective. Mm-hmm. Is it, they're, they're free to roam, basically. Well, yeah, they're free to roam, for one. Uh, they have access, you know, to grass. They have access to pasture, um, you know, year-round, especially with cattle. I mean, they, they, you know, they have access to outside, and which just makes their, you know, immune system stronger. It makes them more resistant to getting sick. And that's not to say, you know, for your listeners that uh, we don't treat 
our animals. So let's say, you know, one of our, you know, cattle beasts does get sick, you know, those animals are pulled from the herd and they are treated with an antibiotic. However, those animals are never re-entered into our supply. They are then sold, you know, as a conventional animal. That's very important to point out. We're not inhumane. We're not going to let the animal you know, suffer, um, we will treat it. It just unfortunately cannot be sold as one of our products. Yeah, and that's key. That is key and a key difference. And I, I want to keep going back to, to the way you raise your animals and how well you treat your animals. And that is a very key thing for people to understand. Now, in conventional care, why would hormones be used? So we know antibiotics are used either to prevent or treat illness. Is that is that exclusively why antibiotics are used? Um, it, it, it is. It's also an antibiotic um, in the feed is also um, used as it, it, what it does is it causes the animal to process their feed more efficiently. So they put on muscle faster. And that's especially with cattle. It's in conjunction with the hormone that's implanted into them. So it's, you know, the slow release hormone as well as the antibiotic in their feed. It makes, you know, let's say they're, you know, they're, they're eating all day. It makes that food gain muscle quicker, which brings that animal to harvest weight faster. Well, can you explain so to me, you know, w- yeah, no, 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 but within the the federal and the provincial um, regulations, too, to your knowledge, what what are they are farmers allowed to do? So, what I'm trying to get at is if if someone is not understanding that they're eating organic meat or meat from your farm. What is it allowed to be done to, say, a beef cattle within the regulations um, of the country and the province? Uh, there isn't necessarily, uh, like if you're looking for like a maximum usage or a minimum usage for an antibiotic or a hormone, there isn't, those are not in place. Um, it's, it's, it's up to the rancher's discretion. I mean, in a conventional for a conventional rancher, they're also, um, you know, looking to make as much margin and profit as possible. It is a business. You know, we're not farming just to farm. Mm-hmm. Um, we It is a business. And so, you know, they wouldn't be excessive with it. They would use, you know, probably what's recommended, you know, by their feed company or whoever they're purchasing from. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's abused that way. It's just something that's there. Okay. And, and- there is no... There, there are, there, but there, to your question, there are no um, federal regulations for minimums or maximum of usage. Okay, but important. Or provincial for that matter. Or provincial. But important to know that, so is it assumed that if it's not organic, it's not stated that it's orga- hormone-free or antibiotic-free? Are we assuming that the, the cattle have had this in their feed and, and injected um, into them as they're growing? Yes, you would assume that. Okay. And and the reason so for if this it's, like if it's if you're buying something that's not labeled like to your point, it would it would contain an antibiotic and or a hormone. And the reason for this uh, generally speaking is to is to bring the cattle quicker to maturation where they can be harvested. Correct. Okay. Well, I think we're going to end the first half right about there, because when we come back, I want to start talking about your own specific practices and what sets you and your farm apart from so, so many other um, cattle and, and protein raisers. So when we come back, we'll continue our talk with Cynthia Beretta.
and be a part of the show, email thh at radiomaria.ca. We now continue with the program. Here once again is your host, Kathy Biasi. Welcome back, everybody. We're here with Cynthia Beretta, and we're talking about uh, Beretta Farms, their meats, issues around hormone, antibiotic-free. It's been a great conversation so far. And while we were off air, we were talking about, um, you know, picking up on the conversation as, as we ended the half. But I think 
what uh, maybe Cynthia, maybe what will drive home to everybody is the difference between your three sort of differentiations of your meats, which is antibiotic and hormone free is one level, organic is the next, and grass fed. So I, I think we understand now what antibiotic and hormone free is in your in your um, in your cattle, and this pertains to cattle, chicken, pork, the whole the whole line. Is that is that correct? It it does correct. Okay, so then uh, it, it does. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, so so let's then take it from there to explaining the difference between that and your organic meats. Sure. So you know we offer three kind of I would say lineups in one to offer the consumer a starting point. So if they've you know looking to make a life change and looking to you know eat cleaner and um, you know ha- are becoming enlightened about what their you know their their grocery list looks like and what it doesn't contain in it, you know we want to offer the consumer you know, an entry level kind of into buying our products. And so the antibiotic and hormone-free lineup is, just like it suggests, it's a never-ever program. So they've never, ever received a hormone um, implant for the cattle. They um, have never, ever received antibiotics for the poultry, for the pork, and or the beef. Um, And so it's a little bit less expensive than buying a certified organic product from Beretta Farms. And the reason for that is our farmers that are in transition to becoming certified organic, we we basically give them, um, you know, a marketplace for their products while they're in transition. It's a three to five year process to becoming certified organic. And so, you know, we're they're 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 certifying their their fields so that they're clean and free of any uh, pesticide or fertilizer residues, um, and that you know that period takes time, and so. Uh, they can we can sell them market their products as antibiotic and hormone free and consumers can pay a little bit less than what our certified organic product is but still have a very clean product and have all the animal welfare piece to their what they're eating as well so i mean if you're going to ultimately uh, you know uh, eat meat you have to i think we our our feeling is you have to respect them their whole life as well and so giving them the best possible days while they're here is our mandate no matter what lineup it is. They're, they're, the rearing methods are the same. Then our certified organic lineup is taking that one step further. So it's antibiotic, it's hormone-free, and then the feed that the animals are reared on has never, ever been treated with a pesticide or a fertilizer. So, um, you know, there's no residue left in the fields that these the, the animals have are getting feed from, and very extremely clean product. It's also a little bit more expensive, probably about 10 to 15% more expensive than our ABS lineup, antibiotic hormone-free lineup. And then for the absolute purist, we have a certified organic grass-fed lineup for beef-specific, not for the other proteins, but for beef specific. And what that means is those animals never receive any grain products in their lifetime. They've only ever received, either been on grass for obviously in in, in, our, in Canada from, you know, let's say May through to the end of October. And then through the winter months, they are eating a ration of hay. So, you know, grass that we've harvested off the fields in the summertime, and then that's fed to them over the winter months. Now, the grass-fed, <clears throat> sorry, the grass-fed, product is 
without grain a very different product than what you're probably used to or we're used to as eating beef. It doesn't have as much marbling as what, or, or fat, let's say, that, um, you know, our, our organic and antibiotic and hormone-free lineup would because the grain is what causes uh, the, the marbling and the fat content throughout the meat. So, but it's it's extremely clean if, uh, as far as uh, you know, ingredient decks go, and it's also extremely uh, you know satisfying and tasty if it's prepared correctly. You can also, you know, not do it justice if you you know cook a T-bone in the hour in the oven for an hour. So it, it just depends on what you're looking for and um, you know what level of um, you know beef you're wanting to eat. Is there a taste difference between the three levels? Uh, I would say probably not so much between the certified organic and the antibiotic and hormone-free piece, but there most certainly would be if you were comparing one of our grass-fed steaks to, let's say, our certified organic or antibiotic or hormone-free steaks, beef steaks. Because, uh, you know, without having uh, fat as a flavor enhancer, um, it you know, you really taste, it's very beefy, let's say. Very beefy. Now you would you probably wouldn't taste it, Kathy, if you were, let's say, preparing, um, you know, burgers from with our ground beef, mm-hmm. or making a tomato sauce with our ground with our grinds. But you most certainly would with a steak. Okay. Okay. Now you've had. We, we've gone through the different levels, and and let's let's be you know very clear with our listeners. And we have talked about this that we're going to speak about this. It is more expensive. And it's more expensive the meat because of what we've just gone through. But I think you also explained to me the other aspect of it is is the life um, the lifespan also adds into the cost. So maybe you could just talk a bit to that. Sure. Um, let's say we'll take. I mean, we're talking. We've been talking about beef, so I'll just continue with that, and I'll, I'll touch on poultry after. But specific with beef, without an antibiotic in their feed and without a, a hormone implant in the animal, they take probably anywhere between four to six months longer to come to harvest weight. And that's, you know, that's a long time frame um, for for us and for our other ranchers that grow for for us. You know, there there's a lot more management. It's feed intake for those months. It's keeping the animal healthy over those months. And so, you know, if you're if you're, you know, it's it's kind of it would be a numbers game. If you were raising a hundred animals in, um, you know, twice a year on your farm, and you can put those animals through that much quicker, and which equals two hundred, our farmers can only put through, let's say, a hundred and fifty animals a year. And so that's it. Just takes longer to grow those animals, and so it it ends up costing more uh, to the consumer. Um, in the case of poultry, you know, the average meat bird that you're purchasing probably in the grocery store is probably five to six weeks of age at harvest. Our animals, our chickens are anywhere between nine and 10 to 11 weeks, so almost doubling their lifespan. So, you know, you take, it takes time and feed to grow them. Um, and, you know, they just, our, our, our farmers can't put that many chickens as many chickens as a conventional farmer could through their barn. And so, you know, you have, there is an expense to that. Quality and quantity. You know, I really, it, I feel it, it really helps um, the meat develop a flavor profile. I mean, it it takes, you know, it takes, takes time, you know, Mm -hmm. you know, you know, and we are what we eat. So um, the healthier that animal is when we harvest it, the, the better we are, I think, for it. 
And that's that's a crux of what I want this whole show to be about is we are what we eat. And it's so, so important. Now, um, as I said at the beginning of the show, I've been with you uh, as a client for a long time. And you've evolved your business so beautifully. It's a great business model, obviously very successful. But what have been the greatest challenges in growing your company in the last 25 years? Well, first of all, thank you for being such a loyal customer all these years. And I do remember you picking up and and uh, we had many customers like you who used to pick up at our farm direct. Um, you know, I think one of the biggest challenges is is once you lose the connection um, to our customers and having one-on-one access and getting to know them and meeting them, you know, you you know, you lose that trust basis with all of your customers, and so people, you know, always have questions. and And I think what Mike and I have done very well over the past twenty-five years is is always make ourselves available. If it's not, if it's if it's a customer wants to speak to us direct, if we get emails direct. You know, Mike and I are one of the first people to get on phones and or answer emails right away. And so always trying to keep that connection in in a business food in general that's very disconnected. And, you know, I think getting to know people, people making that effort and wanting to know where their food comes from, you know, we like to reward that because they're going to they're going to ultimately be like you, one of our ambassadors and talk about us. And, you know, we don't spend a lot of money, don't have a lot of money to spend on marketing like many other of our, you know, conventional competitors would. And so our customers are our spokespeople. And, you know, the happier we keep you guys, the I think that's probably been the key and challenge um, of our success. Well, you've certainly grown in 25 years from your own single farm. If you go on their website, you'll see that they now have Farms, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but farms that you're taking from all over Canada? Absolutely. And how do you ensure that your partners or the people that you're getting meat from, how do you ensure that their quality is in line with what you expect and what you harvest at your own farm? Uh, That's, again, it is a challenge, but, um, you know, Mike is probably, uh, he's, he heads up procurement more than anybody does, and that's kind of his has been his focus over the last twenty to twenty five years. Is is any farmer that decides and and wants to grow for us, you know, following our protocols, um, you know, we have CFIA approved claims. We you know we have we have with our certified organic, they have to keep their own certification um, up as well. So it's 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 a very integrated system and and also a very small network of farmers and ranchers and so it keeps everybody honest and it makes you know Mike's Mike does his own audit let alone what we do with our certification bodies so that is it is a challenge but you know it's people's livelihood and what they base their not only their livelihood but their beliefs on and I think it's um we, we've never had a, an issue, so we've been very lucky. Mm-hmm. Now, are you strictly in Canada, or are you outside of Canada, or do you have plans to expand outside of Canada? Uh, we are right now strictly in Canada. Uh, Beretta Farms is only in Canada. We do do, we have done a little bit of export um, to the U.S. Uh, for whole, soup, whole foods specific and some of their uh, for some of their value added products. So we have done we have done a little bit of that, but the majority of our business is in Canada. 
I guess you have to deal with regulations once you cross the border again, which might prove to be a little bit more challenging. Uh, yes and no. I mean, we have equivalency laws uh, between Canada and the U.S., so it's that's that's not so much that as far as the attributes. It's more, to be quite honest, um, dealing with logistics and customs that tends to be quite interesting. Mm, I bet it is, <laughs> as with all products we're trying yeah. to bring over. Now, there are a lot. I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. Yeah, you're dealing with just one aspect, but I'm sure that it, when it comes to trying, uh, you know, a cheese is another one or alcohol is another one. It, yeah. uh, it is a challenge. Now, you you are probably the, the head, the head of the line when it comes to organic farming in, in um, the protein area. There are other farmers that are, are making their way into the market. Uh, I've noticed it. I mean, I, I, we can get uh, Beretta products at our, at our local grocery store. So you've even come online to them. But there are other farmers that are doing the same thing. Now, is there, when it, when it comes to calling yourself organic, is there still a lot of play within that designation? Can you, you know, are you keeping yourself a step ahead even within the organic or are you all under the sort of the same umbrella? Or what I'm getting at is, is, is your, is how do you maintain your integrity within this type of, uh, of an industry? I mean, if you, if in Canada, if you are making a certified organic claim on your product, we all fall under the same umbrella. Okay. Uh, so, like, let's say if you're buying like a raw steak or a raw chicken breast, and it says certified organic on it, whether or not it's Beretta or one of our, um, you know, competitors, it, it it is what it is, and we all fall under the same umbrella. I think where we have um, attempted to set ourselves and distinguish ourselves from other from others is um, in our value added lineup. So we do offer. Uh, certified organic hot dogs, certified organic burgers. We offer antibiotic and hormone-free uh, on beef entrees, and and so not only are we using our clean proteins, but the ingredient decks uh, that have accompany those. Let's say for like the hot dogs, you know, you might find six or seven other ingredients that you can actually read that are English that are not some made-up name that perhaps your grandmother wouldn't recognize mm-hmm. um I, you know I, you know so so i think we've attempted to distinguish ourselves in our value added items that we offer i can attest to that i can attest to that in <laughs> fact i just re- well i received an order um i guess the beginning of the summer i haven't had a hot dog in years and I got an order of oh, hot dog. Go. Yeah, except for the fact that um, someone left our freezer open, and I lost about three quarters of the order that I got along with the hot dog. So it was a very unfortunate. And then, oh, I'm, well, we'll have to replace. Oh, it was. We, oh, we went downstairs, and it was, I don't know what happened, but uh, we have a meat freezer that has an alarm on it. If someone oh. leaves it open, so I don't know. Maybe we were away, but it was. Uh, you're kidding me. Just you know, of course, we get the order put in the freezer, and and. Uh, it defrosts on us, but I love the products. And you know, when you're a busy person, you can you know be ensured that you can throw something into the oven that's of good quality. I absolutely love it. Um, now, when I deal with uh, clients myself, and maybe you can talk to to this as well, um, people who maybe not have. Uh, you know, heard about you, I often say, you know, talk to your local farmers and. Uh, you know, a lot of people, a lot of farmers can't get that certified organic designation because my understanding is it's extremely costly and time consuming. Um, you know, it might it might enlighten people to understand what you've gone through to get this actual certification of 
of being organic. Could you explain that? Absolutely. I mean, it, I can feel like, especially with local smaller farmers, it is um, it is an expensive process. It's also, like you said, very time consuming and. And you have to be completely transparent and open to, you know, the auditors that come on to the farm and into, you know, to inspect your, your, your books and, and how you do your business. Because not only is Beretta Farms and the farmers that supply us certified organic, but even the harvesting facility has to be certified organic. So where the animals are, are harvested, uh, if, if the, if, if where we're making our hot dogs, we're making a certified organic hot dog, the processing plant has to be certified organic. Um, and then also the business. So, you know, like auditors come in to the business, sit with, you know, a couple of our accountants and, you know, audit to make sure every single, you know, pound or kilo of chicken breast that is, is you know, bought in is also sold as certified organic. So it's, you know, you, you have to be very transparent and very open to what you're doing. And and then there's the cost piece. I mean, it is expensive. And to have all of those, you know, farms, harvesting facility processors certified costs money. So to your piece about, you know, growing and having other ranchers grow for us, part of the beauty of that is that they only have to have their farms certified organic and that's the cost that they pay, we take on the rest of the cost for them. And so, you know, we enable the farmers to continue to do what they do best, which is farming and staying on the farm, um, and we take care of the, the business end for them. So that's kind of a long-winded answer to your question. Yeah, but it's such a great business model. I mean, from start to finish. And, you know, I, I love the word that you're using, harvested. It's such, you know, it just, it just, yeah. it just adds to the quality of the product. I think, you know, all these things <laughs> that we, you know, that we don't think of. And then you are using the word, you know, the animals go to harvesting. It's like, you know, that's just, that's just a, a much, much better word. Um, now I, I want you to all understand that again, Beretta Farms has, has um, a whole lot of value added products. As Cynthia was saying, they have a great blog too. That uh, Cynthia, are you the are you the curator of the whole blog, or do you have other people I, that contribute? I am. I am. I over. I do myself, and actually, my da- our daughter is just becoming involved. So we're really excited about that. She's just starting. She just finished university and is just starting in as well. So we're very excited to the two of us will be taking that on. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So it's a family business. It is, yes. They're slowly. I mean, our children are lo- no longer babies. We have a 22-year-old son, Thomas, and we have twins, Marcus and Leishan, boy and a girl that are 20. So they're slowly, hopefully, coming into the fold. Well, oh, that'll be nice. That'll be nice for you. Nothing yeah. like a family business, for sure. So we're, right. go- we're, we're going to have to wrap up here. We're coming to the end of the show. But what an informative, um, an informative hour we've had. And again, thank you so much, Cynthia. Um, I like to pass over the tip of the day to you. You're just so full of knowledge and wisdom and such a, a great talker. So if you could just say something to our listeners, give us a tip of the day from around something that we've circled uh, with today. That would be awesome. Well, I think one of the biggest things, if I could stress for anybody who's uh, looking to make a change, is really getting to know where your food comes from. Uh, you know, the more enlightened we all become, uh, the better uh, we're going to be as consumers and demanding um, you know, not only uh, our local retailers, but, you know, governments to make changes to help small farmers grow. And, you know, when you're asking those questions, 
you know a small farmer and you support their, you know, the way they're doing things, you know, ideally you buy from them. And if you can't do that, when you're at the retail level, you know, looking for clean products and, and most certainly Canadian products because we need to support our Canadian farmers. Yes, we do. So if you'd like to contact Cynthia or find out a lot more about their company, they have an awesome website. It's uh, www.berettafarms.com. And that's B-E-R-E-T-T-A farms.com. And they have an online purchasing, um, I don't know, is it a separate division? What do we call that? The Frozen Butcher. That's yeah, your- it's just a, an, e, an e-commerce online platform that they can um, order from and get delivered the next day. And they are, they are available in some grocery stores. I'm not sure, Cynthia, is that on your website or is it just... Um, are there just a few of it them? It is. They can actually go where to find us, and they just have to put their, um, I think, postal code in, and it'll bring up all the locations closest to them. Awesome. So everything you need to know right on that website. I'd like to thank you again, Cynthia, for joining us. It's been a great pleasure talking to you. And thank you, listeners, for joining in. And we'll speak to you next week on The Health Hub. have been listening to The Health Hub, hosted by Kathy Biasi, here on Radio Maria Canada.